1: And good evening to you, wherever you may be around the world. Welcome to Lighthouse Live on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Pastor Mike Douglas with you. Great to have you with us. And hey, a big thank you, uh, by the way, our producer and uh, co-host Elaine Harlan with us. And uh, back with us is our prayer intercessor, the inimitable. Mr. Owl, Al Ramsey, with us. Hey, a big thank you to the wonderful folks at uh, True Light Community yes. Church. Had the opportunity mm-hmm. to uh, preach there yesterday and and uh, share with them. They're, they're kind, kind of like our second church family. We love they? it there, it's don't just, we? It's just mm-hmm. a great time. And uh, love their senior pastor Carl Bryant. Been a friend for many, many years, and it's just a thrill to be able to join them. And look forward to, uh, next Sunday to be able to uh, share with the good folks at La Loma Grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, Church and our good friend Joel uh, Richards. George, Richards yes. uh, you know, it's not,
0: you know it's those sh- AARP letters. You're don't getting. don't be it doing the AARP I'm thing sorry on it's me so again. You senior know, it moments. Has
1: that, it has that short-term memory thing is starting know, to bug me. Relate. Right? What's your name? Oh yeah, Elaine. That's right. <laughs> Anyway, we'll uh, look <laughs> and by the way, Joel's uh, Joel's brother Jim Richards, just a awesome volunteer. You know, Jim with called ABC. today, Pastor Mike,
0: and he is just a wonderful volunteer here at ABC. He's out doing things. All the time. He's going to be, what is he going to be doing? I just had a senior moment myself. He's going to be helping uh, a lady with some plumbing issues. And he's also going to be mowing her lawn and whacking her weeds. Just a tremendous volunteer. You
1: know, he's one of those quiet heroes. He really that, is. That's out there all the time. So anyway, if uh, you're in the neighborhood, La Loma Grace, uh, next uh, Sunday, love to have you uh, join us. By the way, friends, if you'd like to learn about more opportunities to serve, welcome to check out our website at www.vibrant.com communities.org that's vibrant communities.org click on the little red flashy thing icon and it'll take you to the right to the daily update page that elaine updates a couple of times a day new opportunities to serve there we're also on facebook and uh (laughs) <laughs> These young ladies across are laughing at me, saying, "How that old dude get on Facebook? Why did they let him they in?" They let him you know, on there. They let anybody they in there now. I guess anyway, they they were able to teach this old dog some new tricks right. about Facebook, and we're on Facebook too. And actually, a wonderful, wonderful way to get responses to opportunities to serve. Sometimes we put it up there, and you know, we've got an answer within 24 hours. Someone yes. uh, able to go. So you know, the social media has its place, it and uh, we're we're thankful for that. And of course, you can give us a call. call. Call 209-544-9571. That's 209-544-9571. And the angel of mercy here, Elaine Harlan, will be happy to connect you with opportunities to serve. Hey, let's uh, hear from our friends from Voice of the Martyrs.
2: What will people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? What will people do when they find that it's true? Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with news about a real-life Jesus freak whose name we can't reveal on the radio. Just a few years ago in Pakistan, this Islamic student began a quest to get to the truth about Jesus. He debated Christian students for hours. He appealed to Muslim clerics. Then a Christian pastor challenged him to compare the Quran with the Bible. There he found the truth and accepted Christ. His family kicked him out. One brother threatened to kill him. He lost his physical family but gained a new spiritual family. Today, as an ordained pastor, he writes, Now I help my Christian brothers and sisters to understand Muslims and lead them to Christ.
1: Get a global perspective from the voice of the martyrs. Go online to persecution.com. And you know, that's especially appropriate uh, this evening, Elaine, as, as we look at a, a both a local and global perspective. Mm. And uh, Mari and Megan are here to join us, and also yes. uh, a longtime friend, Duranda Marshall, with us, mm. and... Duranda, it's uh, just been a, a joy to partner with you for so many years, and, and we're going to uh, get into that in a couple of moments. And uh, uh, Duranda teaches at uh, Big Valley Christian uh, School in uh, in Modesto, California, and uh, we've uh, we've painted a lot of walls together. That doesn't sound right, does it? No, yeah. in a good way. But, <laughs> Yeah, just, well, Pastor Mike's just getting everybody in trouble tonight. Well, he? he tends to do that uh, sometimes, but well, it's just shows that so he can do that. one of those evenings. But uh, Deronda has uh, uh, been a great help to us yes, in in getting groups of young people together to go out and paint out uh, gang tagging. Uh, in the heavy gang areas of, of Modesto, but also uh, she's uh, working with the high school to uh, mm-hmm. give high school students the experience uh, not only of serving locally, but serving internationally yes. as well. We're going to be talking about those exciting adventures here in just a couple of moments. Stay
0: with us. It's going to be so fun. You know, we have fun connecting volunteers with opportunities to serve, and we have this week's Lend-A-Hand list from the Volunteer Center of the United Way. Did you know that Color the Skies, ink? Is having their sixth annual Color the Skies Hot Air Balloon Festival takes off Saturday, September third, and Sunday, September fourth. I have a lot of
1: hot air that would work. For well, me you know, for let's anyone. send
0: you up in one of yeah. those. What do you th- What do you say? That would be cool. Um, you ever a, done that? I I have actually. You've been in a hot air balloon. In fact, we really? broadcasted from. A hot air balloon. You... I don't know where you were at that particular time, but you should have <laughs> been there. It, it was really fun. It, it, it truly was. And maybe we can arrange to do that. That would be a wouldn't kick, wouldn't be, it? Uh, it really would as be, as long it. as
1: they let me back down. Well, you know, that might be uh,
0: questionable. But anyway, uh, uh, anyway, go ahead. This I'm is sorry. happening at the Mislin Sports Park in Ripon, and uh, this festive Labor Day. How did it get to be Labor Day? I don't know. Already, it's just this not is right. just crazy. Okay. But uh, it's a Labor Day weekend event. And it's packed with family-oriented activities from hot air balloons with tethered rides, a pancake breakfast, yum, and a Patriot Jetstream skydiving. I, I've not done that. Anybody here ever skydiving? Okay. I, I
1: just went to a conference and I roomed with a guy that's a skydiver. Really? Yeah, and he carries his... his pack thing with him. And, and, you know, he checks that about five times before he goes up, which yeah, is his right? very, but he loves it. Yeah. I mean, his dream was to, to jump out of perfectly good airplanes. I and, uh, I just don't get into My that. My daughter
0: huh? has done it like three times and I just, is think, that right? Yes, yes. Well, a
1: friend of ours, uh, uh, in, in, in the ministry with reconciling God's mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. uh, did that for her 50th birthday. I was happy when I turned 50 to still, you know, be <laughs> vertical and taking I nourishment. But, yeah, she jumped out of an airplane. My Isn't goodness, an amazing so thing. We're, we're
0: getting so. far from what we're, we're doing here. But this is, this is a, a great thing, skydiving and kite flying exhibitions. They're having a one-mile and a 5K children's fun run and uh, all these good things. Volunteers, this is where we come in. Of all ages are needed on both days to help with activities. Mm-hmm supervise a bungee bounce house. I know you no, can that. that's mess. my speed right there. there. I go. can do the bungee well, we bounce might, house. Well, we might have you out here. Direct attendees. Uh, I'm not going to direct anybody anywhere, but help coordinate uh, activity lines, sell tickets, all these. Adult volunteers are also needed to coordinate field games put Mr. Al out there for that. That But what an opportunity for this. Uh, Color the Skies, Inc. was established in 2006 to bring awareness and financial support to Children's Hospital Central California with the goal that all Central Valley children would continue to receive the best pediatric care possible Mm. regardless of financial resources. Isn't that cool?
1: And that's a great park out there, Miss Lynn Park. And, uh, Mari, do you, do you remember in eighth grade, did you guys go out and build the rockets oh, yeah. with Mr. Philbrin? And, yeah. and did, did you also... Was, my daughter almost set the park on fire uh, that year. Her her rocket went horizontal. <laughs> Normally, they go vertical, <laughs> you know, if all goes... Hers went... Uh, and and almost took out a bystander, a lady who's going, Phew. you know, it goes right, and uh, it went kind of horizontal and and landed, and this is before they developed the park, you know, it kind of landed in this dead weed thing, and this fire started, and the fire trucks came, you know, and they weren't able to use the park after that, I was saying it's all my daughter's fault, but it was an adventure, but we're glad the park is still there and yes, in, is, in good shape. Yes. So. Were you trying to get through this? We we, we will. Did
0: you know that we are in need of, if you are bilingual, we need you. And Hope knows this and Katrina knows this. At the Delta Blood Bank, we're having our 8th annual Donor Day coming up quickly, Friday, August 19th, taking place at the Three Amigos Auto Center. And uh, we need you to come out, give blood, hang out with us. We'll be out there passing out some wonderful information. I'm glad you qualified that.
1: We'll be there passing out. We'll no, no, you'll we'll be passing <laughs> Did, things I say out. That? Yes. We'll okay, be all right. Passing things Just out. Checking. I hope I won't be
0: passing out because I no. intend to give blood early that day and pass out some wonderful information packets from LEC, from the Latino Emergency Council, and uh, hope to see you out Great there. Come on out. If you are bilingual, we need your help that day, dear friends. So come on out to the Three Amigos Auto Center and join us for that day. Again, Friday, August 19th, and we would love to see you out there with us. This Salvation Army Red Shield Corps, Uh, where you can help kindergarten through 12th grade youth excel with the after-school tutoring program. We love this. Volunteers ages 16 years and older are needed to assist youth with homework, basic skills, enrichment, uh, flashcards, listen to them read aloud, all of those fun things. The program is open Monday through Thursday afternoons between 3 and 4.30 p.m. in the newly renovated library. Now, volunteers should have the ability to read and write English and interest in working with young children and adult volunteers must pass a background check. Um, Christian-based community center, the Red Shield is center for people of all ages whose purpose it is to provide positive character-building activities by offering educational, recreational, social, and spiritual programs. If you have any questions about any of these activities, please call contact our Barbara Borba. She is queen of all this stuff. She's so good. And she's uh, accessible at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, contact Barbara Borba, 209-524-1307, extension 113, or email her, bborba at uastan.org. Here at uh, ABC, Advancing Vibrant Communities, we are currently taking donations of beds Any sizes, mostly twin sizes though, uh, full sizes and queen beds are needed desperately. Uh, We also need refrigerators. And we want to emphasize that they work. We need sofas and laundry facilities. Also, they need to be in good, clean working condition. If you want to donate them to families uh, who are in need, contact us here. Our number is 209-544-9571. Again, our number is 209-544-9571, and we will uh, deliver those items to the families where they are needed. One of our dearest people in the whole world, as Pastor Mike says, joins us tonight, and we Are so thrilled to have uh, our guest here with us, uh, also Mari and Megan, joining Mrs. Uh, Deronda Marshall. And a wonderful teacher, sister in the Lord, and friend at Big Valley Christian School. Deronda, we've been, as Mike says, painting with you and wiping out graffiti on the west side of Modesto now for several years. And and we've witnessed um, the Lord using your students and yourself, uh, just doing miraculous things. And I think about sometimes and just, watching uh, the students praying over the neighborhoods mm-hmm. in the areas where we've served. And what a wonderful thing that has been, because a lot of times we go back and the areas are still clean. Isn't that amazing? It is. Yes, yeah. it, it is. It's just a, a wonderful thing when we get together and, and the Lord does miraculous things through those who just show up and, and are willing to be used by him.
1: Deronda, I, I want to go back just a little bit and, and talk about, uh, your, your motivations because, you know, so many times, especially in today's church culture, getting people outside the four walls into the community to serve the needs of others, not to serve to make myself feel good, but really to say, wow, you know, people need help and it, 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 it's our gig. As believers to go out and, and do that, it is often a learned thing, but for some, it's an automatic response. And that's where your heart is. I mean, I, I sense you've just always had a heart for community. And as you came to, I remember them introducing you for the first time at, at uh, Big Valley uh, Christian School. And shortly thereafter, we got some kind of a message from you about how, how do we, what can we do, you know, to serve? Let's talk a little bit about uh, that DNA that you have, your heart to serve. Where did that come from, and uh, how have you seen that roll out in your role at uh, Big Valley Christian School, both in the junior high school and the high school as well?
3: Well, I think um, just out of my love for the Lord, um, He came to serve, and I believe He's just given me the same desire to serve others, but I also saw it in my mom and dad um, as they lived out their educators and they both um, gave their lives to education and to kids. Kids are always important to them. And I believe they always believe that um, what they model is what kids will will follow Mm -hmm. through with. And so um, the schools that I've been involved with, um, Grace Christian in Alaska and Tabernacle in the Bay Area and then now Big Valley... have that heart as well, and I've been lucky, I'm blessed to have um, administrators who have a heart for service, Mm -hmm. and when Mrs. Larson and I started uh, the same year, we both just connected that way, and um, we were looking for ways that we could get kids involved, because we really believe that when kids are involved and they start at a young age, um, they're going to begin to love service and continue that as a life. Long process of serving.
1: And, and you really have done that with intentionality, with, with impact. And, and let's talk about that a little bit and, and uh, the vision and the, and, and the mission of that. And, and then we're going to get into uh, how Mari and Megan have, uh, have uh, helped complete that mission and, and carried it along. And we'll talk about the genesis of how that came to be.
3: Well, actually, when I first started at Big Valley, uh, we started with SALT and that's uh, servant and leadership training, and that's at the junior high level. And that gave kids the opportunity to serve um, in the nursing homes, Mm. wipe out graffiti, uh, making bracelets for kids in orphanages in um, Africa. We wrote letters to servicemen. We've just done many, many, many things. So it started with, with salt, and then... Um, graffiti Wipeout with Advancing Vibrant Communities started with mm-hmm. Mrs. Douglas coming to our school and talking to Mrs. Larson about um, getting a group of kids to come out and serve. And I remember thinking at the time, oh, that's ridiculous. What in the world <laughs> are we going to do wiping out graffiti? And But then when uh, Mrs. Larson said, well, would you like to do that? I thought, well, okay, she's a principal, Yeah. I think I'll try this. And Mrs. Douglas was very persuasive, too. No kidding. (laughs) She was. (laughs) No, we can't imagine that. (laughs) So I went for the first time, and just your presentation, Mr. Douglas, to Mm. the kids about the impact that it has in the community Mm -hmm. and just the opportunity to pray for people who are in gangs, who are Mm -hmm. doing the tagging and so forth, um... It really impacted my life because I know when I take kids out there and when we take kids out there that they have an impact on the community um, through what they do and also through their prayers. Yes. And we like you said, we've seen it time and time again. We go back and we've prayed over an area and it's clean. Yes. Well, so. and
1: last time we were out, one of the great challenges I had was <laughs> the areas that we've been in stayed clean. Yes. Now, that, that's a good news, bad news thing. Yes. The good news yeah. is... It stayed clean. Yeah. The bad news is we got to go somewhere to find graffiti. Right. And, exactly. and to your credit, I mean, we, we took these young people in, into the back alleyways. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, and, and we do it wisely. We have security set up and all of that. Right. And, and, and we do it early in the morning when the bangers are sleeping off the pre- previous night. You know, yes. I mean, we do this wisely. But uh, they went right in there, hard charging, and, and just do a fantastic job. But I think, yes. and you, you mentioned it, Elaine, one of the most precious things is to see uh, the, the students praying for not only the neighborhood to keep it safe, mm-hmm. but for the hearts of the gangbangers. Mm-hmm. And I think we've heard it many, many times from the sheriff and police mm-hmm. chief. Yes. We can put a bazillion cops out there, and we're not going to solve the gang problem. It's going to be halt, uh, solved by heart change, right. you know, by strengthening uh, the family. And and so it's not just the stuff on the wall. You know, but it's those prayers that go into it right. as, as the students. Are Can out we there.
0: back up, guys, just a little bit and explain and share with our listeners who are all over the place? And we want to thank you, dear listeners, wherever you may happen to be listening with us tonight, and share uh, because we've almost got this down to a science. Wouldn't you agree? But in the time that Pastor Douglas gets there in the morning to mm-hmm. the school, and we get all the kids in their transportation wherever they're riding to the site, explain, Mike, how you do the little. History lesson of the graffiti to the to the students and how we transport everybody to the sites where we're going to be painting and ha- and how the process goes from
1: there. Well, you know, I, I think w- one of the most important things, Duranda, is is that we give them a history of why the gangs are here, where they came from, yes. and what the silly things mean on the wall. You know, right. I mean, what is here's a quick test. What 187? <laughs> anybody going, oh, no. remember? <laughs> ah, that was unfair, huh? Yeah. So, we th- you know, what is 187? It was a penal code for, for homicide, right. And so when you see it on there, it's the Norteños or the Sureños, you know, threatening the mm-hmm. uh, the opposite gang. And, and we talk about, you know, going going back into the 50s and how, uh, uh, you know, the Mexican mafia got its start there in DVI, not too far away from us and Tracy. Anyway, so we give them all that background information so it does have an, uh, an educational, you know, component to it. I'd be interested to know, though, as as you talk to some of the parents and, and the students afterwards, especially those who have gone for the first time, is there a little bit of trepidation out there when they first Oh, When out?
3: you're speaking about um, the different gangs and the different numbers, what they mean, I'm looking around the room all the time thinking, they are going to bail. They <laughs> do not want to be here. They are going to bail. But every time, um, nobody has bailed. Um, I think people are kind of thinking this is really serious, especially when you mm-hmm. say, you know, you train like a—it's a fire drill, mm-hmm. and um, if you say hit the ground, we hit the ground. And but then it's nothing's ever happened um, right. when we've been out there. So I don't know. I I do see nobody said anything to me like, oh, I don't think I want to go. But I can see on their faces that they're kind of looking at each other, going, what have we gotten ourselves into? But when we're done, I've only heard positive things. And what a wonderful opportunity for their kids and our students to have to be able to impact our community. Indeed, yes. So they they really see the um, importance of getting their kids out. And they would love if we could go more than
0: once a month, which is all we do. But um, I was just they absolutely love it. They have fun when they get there. When oh, they arrive they do. out on site, they actually begin, and the girls are, are agreeing. There's smiles on their faces. They enjoy what they're doing—the serving and the painting and, and the camaraderie.
1: Tell you, some of the hardest workers are the girls out there. That's, <laughs> That's right. I just gotta say, <laughs> gentlemen, you know, they, they, they are really good, and. Yeah, they uh, are. Uh, and, and Elaine, I think too, one of the nice things that we see is is that interaction that often happens between the neighbors yes. and the students yes. that are out there. Amen. You know, I don't know if, if uh, Megan and Mari, if you had any contact during your time, did you? Yes. What, what can you remember? What what kind of contact you had with neighbors? Uh,
4: yeah, I remember one time we were painting over a wall over the graffiti, and um, someone came out on their porch and just thanked us for what we were doing because for them they can't go outside and do it themselves because you never know if the gangs are watching, and so they were just so so grateful and so that was a really humbling experience for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Any any memories for you? I know you you were out there a couple times I think, Martin. Yeah, or I don't so?
4: know if you were part of this group, Megan, but we went to
5: the back of this one house through. A gate, I think it was, or just a fence, and it was broken. And we went to the back, and I just remember a boy and his mom came out, and we were kind of talking. And we were down by the canal, so I mean, there was different people in different areas, and it was just a great experience, a very humbling. And even the when we went to one of the houses and painted it, we prayed um, at the end of it, and that was just a really neat experience to do that.
0: It just really is a blessing, isn't mm-hmm. it? Because many times they're afraid to come out and yeah. And, yeah. and do what what you guys are doing out there.
1: You know, I, I think one of the most touching moments we had was, and it was about a year or two ago, uh, we're, we're there in, in, in the west side, and, and, uh, there's some markings on the wall and across the street, and out comes this little guy, he's probably, I don't know, six years old, maybe five or six, and, and I think it was you, Elaine, maybe that engaged him in, in conversation. I just scare people, you know, but anyway, that's, <laughs> that's why we have Elaine answer the phone here, you know. <laughs> But uh, anyway, so they were engaging in conversation. And he's, he, he goes into his garage and he comes out with some paint. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he says, this, I, I, I'm going to bring paint so you can use it to paint it out. I said, well, you know, you don't have to do that. No, I, I, I want to do that. He says, because my brother painted that stuff on the wall. Yes. And he says, and I told him that wasn't the right thing to do, and and, and I want to help take it off. I'm going, wow. Isn't that
0: sweet?
1: You know, isn't that that something? So thank you, ladies, for uh, represent as representatives of the the students, for uh, hanging with us out there. And and hopefully you learned something out of it. And uh, I know it blesses the neighborhood, and and the neighbors are, they are just so grateful.
0: That truly is being salt and light. And those neighbors Mm. are watching. Mm. They are watching, and they're so appreciative of what. You're doing and what they're seeing and it's just like you often quote the, the scripture, Mike, and, and what is it? First Peter?: Second Peter. That they are watching the neighbors.: are watching mm, Yeah.
1: Yeah, Peter makes that uh, observation that a lot of the impact that we have uh, comes through people watching us mm-hmm. do what we do, and oftentimes what we do carries a lot more impact than, than what we say. You know, and uh, so again, thank you, deronda for, uh, for providing us that opportunity to connect with the students and, and go out there. And you spent a lot of time in Alaska. Yes, I did.
0: I wanted to ask you so much. <laughs> Were you like in culture shock when you came from Alaska to Modesto? Yes, I was.
3: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Actually, I, I moved to the Bay Area first, and that was culture shock, even more so than Modesto, because I grew up in North Dakota, and it's agricultural mm-hmm. like modesto but alaska is definitely rural too mm-hmm.
1: any graffiti up there where you were in you know i mean like the polar bears get together and yeah.
3: you know, <laughs> <laughs> there is some but not, was here. <laughs> <laughs> not like there is here and i think that's why i didn't understand the need mm. because there isn't that much graffiti up there i mean there is some but not like there is down here
1: What part of Alaska were you in? Anchorage. In In Anchorage. Wow, wow. You know, God created some beautiful, beautiful landscapes up there. I mean, you you don't see that anywhere else in the world, I don't think. Those blue glaciers, just absolutely, uh, absolutely incredible.
0: Now, you guys participate in graffiti, and you also take some trips, some mission trips. You want to talk and share a little bit about some of the trips that you've taken? Well... As far
3: as impact class? Mm-hmm. We started, that part of the vision of the school was to um, start something like SALT in the high school, but it's called Impact Class. and uh, Well, actually now it's called World Impact Class. And Megan was a part of that last year, and Mari will be a part of it this year. So I'll let Megan tell you a little bit about Impact Class.
4: Okay, so um, Impact Class was um, a group of students, and um, what we did was Throughout the year, we just prepared for a mission trip to go to the Dominican Republic, and there we all had different sites that we went to and I personally went to um, a school for kids with special needs and so at that school, there' was thirty students, and we just got to engage with them and just help them learn as much as they could and just played with them and loved on them. And just got to really see the culture and what it's like in the DR, and it was it was an amazing trip and amazing experience. And um, I just came back with just a new um, attitude of just life and the the way I look at life, and um, also just knowing that when I grow up is um, I want to work with kids with special needs. So that was a really um, awesome opportunity for me. So
0: the Lord really touched your heart in that trip,
4: didn't he? Yeah, it it was, it was amazing.
1: What were, what were one of the two of the things that, that you learned from that experience? I'm, you know, we have our culture here and then you're kind of transplanted into a foreign one. What kind of differences were there that, that really made an impact upon you?
4: Um, in the Dominican Republic, they are very laid back and, um, people the people around them are more important to them than things that they have to do. So if they're trying to get if they're trying to get somewhere and their neighbor comes out and needs to talk, they'll be an hour late to where they need to be so that they can talk to their neighbor. And um we joke cuz it's called Dominican time. So they say, "Oh, we have to meet here at 5." Well, you'll we'll be here at 6 because that's Dominican time. And so um yeah, and just coming back to the, America, we're so caught up in life and so busy and so scheduled that sometimes God puts us in places um, at a certain time because that's where he wants us to be and to really care about the people around you and, and their needs and to serve them and not just yourself and what you need to do and mm. what you need to accomplish in the day.
1: Mm. Well, we're going to get... uh Mari's uh, Viewpoint too in just a minute. we got a treat for them, though. We do. Up, right?
0: I, I, think, well, I think we should all take a trip to the Dominican Republic and take a lesson from those wonderful people. I mean, I think we've got it all backwards
1: in here, fact, don't you? In fact, you know, board meeting next week. I'm going to tell... <laughs> uh... <laughs> I'm on Dominican time, Mr. Chairman. Uh, no, that, that probably wouldn't work. Well, yeah. uh, whatever.
0: What You'll be doing the show to... by yourself next well, week. Well, you know, I think we done. should take the show there. You there you know, go. The we'll do a remote.
1: From, we can fly your hot air balloon over to the Dominican Republic.
0: That's a great or idea. Or Whatever. Or do the blood drive from there, and you know, we could just. Probably get into more trouble go. than Probably we know so. what to do with. But anyway, we're going to be back here in, in just a minute. When we think of uh, Duranda students and all that they do, whether it's wiping out graffiti or taking a missions trip to another part of the world, it's, it's kind of like what, uh, what the group Audio Adrenaline sings about here in this song, Hands and Feet, on Lighthouse Live. We'll enjoy this and we'll be back here on Lighthouse Live right after this. All right.
2: Cross my TV screen Another broken heart comes into view I saw the pain and I turned my back Why can I do this thing? We Now, everything I am
0: Hands and Feet, that's Audio Adrenaline here on Lighthouse Live. I think that's Duranda's student's theme song, don't you? Yeah, it's very appropriate. Yes.
1: I, you know, Elaine, just before the break, we were talking about what, what Peter said about all of this, and I, I pulled up the um, Eugene Peterson's version love of this him. in the message, yes. and I, I love the uh, the nuance that he gives, First Peter 2.12. He says, Live an exemplary life among the natives so that your actions will refute their prejudices. Did you get that? Yes. Don't clobber them over the head with the book. Don't do picket signs. Don't yell at them. Live an exemplary life among the natives so that your actions will refute their prejudices. Then they'll be won over to God's side and be there to join in the celebration when he arrives. Isn't that great? You know, and, and that's what you guys are doing you know and uh and peter says wow you know that's going to have to borrow the name of your class great impact yes. uh upon your world both uh both here and and locally we we're talking uh, before the break about the Dominican Republic and uh we're not on dominican time here at lighthouse live so we got to keep chugging <laughs> along here uh uh Mari, how about you uh, any um, any lessons learned or anything impress you in particular about your visit and and your experiences there
5: well actually this year will be my first year going oh, to the coming up okay. end of the class. Wonderful. And but freshman year we started the impact my freshman year we started the impact class. And we didn't do as much, like we didn't do anything like the Dominican Republic, mm. but we went out downtown Modesto and did, you know, visited with the homeless and gave scarves okay. and hot chocolate oh. and stuff. And towards the end of the year we did an art show to raise mon- uh, right. money for Trinity College in Uganda, Africa, which mm. that was a really neat experience. Awesome. And that was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, you were uh, here in McClatchy Park, right? As I as I recall, is that right? Uh, Which which is an interesting thing, Uh, you know. It's it's a park really that was put together, I believe, you know, by McClatchy Newspapers, the Modesto Bee, or at least it was named uh, for that. And one of the problems there is it's a nice garden spot in the middle of downtown. Unfortunately. Um, A lot of folks uh, gravitated there who were, you know, urinating in public and and using their drugs and and creating kind of a kind of a problem. When you contacted some of the homeless folks down there uh, during that experience, uh, did you begin to see them all in any different light? Did you get to interact with with any while you were there?
5: Yeah. At first I was really nervous. Like, what am I supposed to say? What, like, how do I start up a conversation? You know, stuff like that. But it was really neat. I remember talking to this one lady and she just tell her whole life story. And it it was really neat. And I could see God working through that because I'm praying, like, what do I say? How do I, you know, I was nervous. like, just go up to somebody and be like, oh, hey, can I, you know, but it was really neat and a different experience out of my comfort zone. And that's what we're called to do. Not always be in a little bubble and just help each other out but you know go out and serve you know your community and you know go out even farther and reach in different ways and prayer is a great impact and i've learned that a lot and it's been a neat experience and i'm looking forward to being part of the class again to get back into that and doing more
0: amen i, I just love our youth they so get it <laughs> well and they so get it
1: you know you're you're right and and Deronda, you know well you know I don't know what age you are. Okay. Let me that's, speak that's, for me.
0: That's good. <laughs> that you, I mean, I
1: almost walked into that you know, one, you know, he, but <laughs> my generation anyway, I'm sure you're much younger than I. I doubt it. My, <laughs> my generation, you know, uh, growing up in the sixties and the seventies and, and all of that and, and, uh, you know, got into the corporate mentality in the eighties and, and really, uh, serving became something uh, nice to do. You know, that's what maybe you joined Rotary Club to do. I'm not knocking Rotary Club to do some wonderful work, but you know, well, that's what those guys in Rotary are, you know, do or, or, uh, you know, Lions Club or, or, or whatever. And really the, the integration and the walking out of our faith in terms of serving being a day to day, 365 day a year thing is, I think, kind of, um, abnormal. It's not the normal DNA. You know, for the baby boomer uh, generation, but I think um, Megan and Mari, your generation tends to look at this like, and yeah, I mean that's that you know that's that's what we're <laughs> supposed to do. <laughs> Am Is it a big jump to serve, or is part of kind of what you feel you're supposed to be doing?
4: Um, you know, the first time I started serving was in junior high with the um, graffiti wipeout, and once I started doing that, it felt like. This is something that I should be doing. This is something I'm called to do. And so from then on, that's where it grew and grew. And I went to Mexico my freshman year on a missions trip. And then I went to the Dominican Republic. And so just from here on out, I know that my life, that serving should be a part of my life. I should mm-hmm. be serving. It's not something that, um, not only that I want to do, but I feel like I need to do that. I'm called by God to do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is so sweet. I mm-hmm. love this.
1: And I think Mari too, maybe talk a little bit about the importance of developing at least a temporary relationship with the people you're serving. You get, you know, we, we, we use this broad brush, the homeless, you know, mm-hmm. the gang bangers, mm-hmm. the bangers, the homie, <laughs> When you sit down and you start to talk to them, mm-hmm. you know it 's a person over there yeah. you talk about the blood real bank people, they got blood yes. running through yes. them, they got right. hurts they've had dreams that have been mm-hmm. you know suppressed and and crashed and, and disappointed and and These are real people with real issues with real feelings, and we tend to paint them with a brush and yet uh, that that starts to that that cover starts to come off doesn 't it when when you start to engage them one on one and learn their definitely.
5: story. My dad actually, um, he went on the trip with me one of the times we went downtown, and he was talking with a man, so I came up and, you know, joined him, and he was just talking about how he has kids who were from San Jose and how he ended up here and stuff, and you realize there are people just like us, and people kind of look at them like disgusted or, you know, just kind of like, oh, well, they did that to themselves, and it's like, we don't know. We don't know until we engage with them and, you know, are personal with them and see their you know, things in life and you can learn from that. I've learned from it. And that's the neatest thing. Instead of just impacting others, you also get impacted yourself. And that's like the most incredible thing I think I've
0: experienced that year. That is so wonderful to hear you say that the Lord Jesus calls us to love those. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, and, 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 You know, being relational is kind of in your DNA, though. I mean, you you come from some relational stock there. You know, your mom and dad are like, you know, define relational. You know, it's just amazing thing. Um, Daronda, as as you've had the experience of, of shepherding uh, these wonderful young people these past couple of years, uh, what what have you learned about yourself through the through mentoring them and seeing new discoveries uh, in in their lives? What, what 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 how has that impacted you?
3: Well, I think every time we go out and I see kids. You know, talking to the homeless, or giving themselves away with um, graffiti wipeout, or serving in the Dominican—it's an example to me to keep on giving more and more of myself away. Because it's so encouraging to know that maybe just a little bit of what we pour into them um, will have an eternal effect on people and it it's eternally significant and it's a little bit like a legacy you hope we can pass it on and mm. then they pass it on and just um as david says in the psalms to pass on um the love of christ to generation to generation mm-hmm. um, mm. that love for god and and service so i pray that that's that's what's happening and
0: and I'm encouraged by that. Absolutely. Now you guys were mentioning that school begins very soon, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> on Wednesdays and on I I'm just wondering what challenges do you see are ahead um as you face this next year? What what do you see?
5: What's really gone on my heart was our chapels. We have chapel every Wednesday mm-hmm. and you know, during worship and stuff, you know, some of the students are just standing there kind of like, you know, whatever, you know, this is usual. We're here again at chapel. And Megan and I were talking about before the show started was about can we make chapel different? And I even talked with Mrs. Marshall about how about we have a student even speak to, you know, that way a student sees from another student's perspective about it. And hopefully, you know, that's my prayer is that it changes and everybody will be involved in chapel and excited for it instead of just sitting there listening to the speaker or just standing there goofing around, distracting others. And that's the hardest thing is being distracted by others. So that's our prayer this year is that hopefully it will just, you know, be different. And we're all engaged and looking forward to it.
1: That's an interesting transition, you know, chapel from becoming, you have to go to, to mm-hmm. something you look forward mm-hmm. to, isn't yeah. it? And, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I thank you for that observation you know so many times and, and and it's good i mean age does carry wisdom and uh not not that anyone in here is you know aged why I'm did you look at me saying, when you said I, I that? Okay, that. Yeah, right. ma- maturity brings uh-huh. wisdom, wisdom. Yes. And, right. and certainly that's important to share but also you know uh, especially paul reminds us to listen to and learn from mm-hmm. uh our, our young people and so i appreciate that 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 comment very yes. much. You know that yes. that's very important to have that outlet and and to be able to hear from each other because uh, you have, you you know we all have our generational filters and uh you know as as young people as teenagers you can see things that us slightly more mature people cannot cannot always see.
0: <laughs> as old people. I didn't say that. I can, uh, I
1: uh, looking uh, looking ahead, are, are we going back to the Dominican Republic again? Or are there new new vistas? What What's going to be happening?
3: Uh, we are going back to the Dominican in March, mm. and right. it will be a, a whole new group of students, um, except for one. We'll have one who will help with leadership. Um, Kiera Toney, she went with us last year, and she'll be going again this year. So we are looking forward to that. And... It, One thing I think I want to say about impact class, too, is the opportunity to have a year-long study of Christ's mandate to go into all the world and make disciples. Mm -hmm. And even when we come back from the Dominican, I think that um, we have a little bit of an edge because the team stays together Mm -hmm. and they can debrief together. And I just think um, there's a lot of benefit to that. And I'm thankful that the school that we go to, the administration and the school board, is so supportive of this class and um, the opportunity to go to another country. Absolutely, just, they have that vision for our youth.
1: Well, and we want to see. You know, we we do work with other schools from time to time, but you are the best. <laughs> well, thank no, you. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, we we so much enjoy our our experience with you and and just the heart for the community because it really is beyond an act of service. You know, there's connection happening out there and and um, and, and learning as well. Um, Mari and Megan, uh, you have any wisdom for your peers? I mean, the, the signal goes, you know, this broadcast goes it's all around the world, and and we're going to be touching a, a lot of folks and it'll be on Facebook as well. How about peer to peer, your age group to your age group? Uh, what what would you say to them about serving and about responding to uh, Christ's command uh, to love your neighbor as yourself? Mari, why don't we start with
5: you? Um, to not be afraid to get out and do something different, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, get yourself out there, do something different, make a change in yourself and others, and you know, instead of living day by day, but do something for others, and it'll impact yourself, and that's the neatest thing to see.
0: Without mentioning any names, have you seen friends' lives change throughout the years? Yeah, I have.
5: I especially last year um was a great awakening for either the good or not for so much, but even Megan just when she came back from the Dominican, I went with her parents to go pick her up and man, just ever since she's really changed. And you know, loves the Lord and you know, likes to serve, and that's what's great. Is we, you know, we'll talk. And my other friend, the three of us, we were gonna go to a trip the next day, and we, you know, we're just, you know, being silly and just talking, whatever. And then we, all three of us, pulled out our Bibles and started sharing a verse. And that was, I sat there and I said, "You guys, who does this? <laughs> you know who? You know, so, you know. Sometimes you don't see that. You don't see somebody just, you know, you can have a good time by worshiping and by serving. And that's, you know, some people don't look at it that way." And I think Impact has really opened my eyes towards you can have a good time in doing that, and it's a lot of
4: fun. So
0: Awesome. I like that, because you can have fun in doing that. It's wonderful mm-hmm. to hear
1: you say that. What about you, Megan?
4: Um, I think our age and our generation, we are so pressured to be in the world and to be like the world. And I think, for me, Impact was a time where I just just sat back and just watched what was going on in my life and just realize that I don't want to be in the world just to be be yourself and don't worry about what others think because you're not always going to have um, friends that are Christians or, you know, whatever. And maybe talking about God doesn't make you fit in with them, but that's who you are and that's who you should be. And so that's the things you should talk about. You know, if God's number one in your life, talk about him to everyone you know and um, even if that doesn't make you popular or make you doesn't make you cool you know but that's who you are and so if your friends love you if the people around you love you they will accept that about you
0: I'm glad you brought that up because you you do re- receive a lot of pressures in your life in your generation certainly
1: we just the other day brought this up and in as you were talking uh, this this first kind of uh, entered into my mind. I have to catch these things when they come into my mind because they disappear so quickly, quickly when they these enter. days. <laughs> Acts twenty thirty five 35, again, uh, this is Eugene Peterson's uh, paraphrase. Uh, Paul says, "And everything I've done, I have demonstrated to you how necessary it is to work on behalf of the weak and not exploit them. Real important they're not there for us to exploit and make us mm. feel good about so they're they're there for us to help and really address our needs he says you'll not likely go wrong here if you keep remembering that our master said you're far happier giving than getting and of course the traditional uh, uh translations say it is far better to give than to uh, than to receive you know and i think you're um, you're you're experiencing that in a in a very uh dynamic way megan any uh, Changes in, in your outlook as, as you've had these, uh, experiences, did, uh, did, did you maybe have that experience of saying, wow, you know, I thought the world was this way now kind of see it a little bit differently. Any, any aha moments that you've had through serving?
4: I think the major one was just, um, our world and what our priorities are mm. and our priority list, I guess you could say. And, um, you know, these days we have so many different priorities. Um, sometimes we put ourselves on number one on our priority list that, um, you know, make sure you are okay. And, um, I think, you know, obviously God should be number one in your priority list and, um, and first in your life and and then others and then yourself. And, um, I think a lot of times we want to make sure that, The things go right for us in certain situations. We want to make it so that it's best fits for us. But um, a a lot of times we have to put others before ourselves. And so I think that was a huge thing.
0: Do either of you have younger siblings? Because you guys are both great role models.
4: I do have two. um,
5: Actually, they were my cousins. But God's plan was to let us take them. Mm -hmm. So they're in our life now. They're five and three. So Yeah, I have an older sister and now, two younger sisters.
0: What an awesome opportunity!
1: You know, I'm I'm just going to have Megan preach on Sunday. <laughs> you know, I mean, absolutely. she was doing uh, absolutely. Yeah. Ah, that was that was. What was have chapel. you open the pulpit on Sunday, <laughs> <laughs> Megan? I, was, I uh, couldn't have said that better at all. Awesome! I think uh,
3: there's a chapel in there, don't you? Yeah,
1: I, I. You know what? I, so. I. I think yes. you got one right mm-hmm. there. You know. Deronda, how about some words for educators? And you've, you've mm-hmm. been in the, the teaching field. And, and, you know, any, any act of service involves sacrifice. And, and, and Mari and Megan, you were touching on that in, in various ways a couple of moments ago. Uh, nothing great comes without sacrifice. Right. You know, and, and we're called to present ourselves as living sacrifices, you know, not, Serve and God's going to give you everything you ever wanted is not what the scriptural mm-hmm. thing is. You know, we come as as living sacrifices. And uh, Dorada, maybe a, a couple of words of wisdom from you for fellow educators. Uh, what perspectives would you encourage them to have, and uh, how to prepare themselves for a ministry and like impact and and uh, insult.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, I really believe that um, all educators, especially Christian educators, uh, should have um, an eternal perspective, and they need to prepare themselves um, by serving as well. But I don't think we have an option, even from kindergarten through seniors in every single class, we should have some act of service, because that's what Christ has called us to do, is to serve others. and to share his love. And so I just feel really strongly that even the basketball team, the cheerleaders, um, it just thought we had to be so seeped in serving that that's what people see. And from that, they will um, see Christ's love and come to know him.
1: What about changes that you have seen in, in your students? And we won't pick on Megan and Marty. Yeah. We won't pick you on anybody by of name. You have students. You do, yeah, yeah. I do. Students. I just
3: love watching them wipe out graffiti and serve in different ways. I, I see their perspectives change, and they do develop a lifelong was. Well, Old as they are, uh, love for serving it's carried into high school um, with most of the kids, and a lot of high school kids will ask, "Do we get to go wipe out graffiti again, or do we get oh, to go to the nursing home again, or do we get to go talk to the homeless?" You know, they really love serving, serving if given the opportunity, and you know, there's a lot of opportunity missed when we, as adults, don't give them the opportunity. Their enthusiasm is
0: contagious, isn't it, it, Duranda? Yes. Yes. How do you encourage the students um, these days, Duranda? Giving everything that we see in the news and um, what's happening in our world, and and uh, the upcoming year. How do you encourage the students, the parents, your peers? What what words of encouragement do you give? Well, I don't know, ladies.
3: I'll get into that one. Okay, please do. <laughs> okay. Our um, preacher steps up. Yes. <laughs>
4: um I think in class one of the huge things was when the group of us got back from the DR, we were almost angry at um like America as it is, I guess it's just about how the way we work and um you know there's that f- common phrase of be the change you want to see. And I think Mrs. Marshall kind of told us, you know, you start making it this way, you start living this way just because our country or our city or our school is this way you don't have to live that way you can live the way that that you want it to be and others around you it's something that's contagious and so i think that's what i learned from just Sasha. like
0: the scripture pastor mike read to us okay. earlier yes indeed
1: Mari, uh, we've, we've got, again, we're not on Dominican time no, here. We're, we're bumping the clock, unfortunately. Oh. We've just got a, a, a few minutes left. What would you say to your peers uh, to inspire them, encourage them from your experiences to get out and sacrifice, get out, of, as you say, out of their comfort zone? What, what would you say to, to uh, encourage and motivate them to do that?
5: Actually, I have a question, why wait? Why wait till you're older? A lot of people now are into, oh, you know, let's do this and that with our friends. And then when we get older, you know, we'll learn the right thing to do. No, why not live, go do it now. Make that difference now because I've seen a lot of change in myself through, you know, home experiences and just personal things. And I've had a lot more fun just being myself, loving the Lord, talking about the Lord and, you know, uplifting my friends and them you know doing the same to me and that's been the greatest thing also so
1: all right so we're going to have Mari preach the week after <laughs> making <laughs> wow i you know, this is Miranda, let's give you the the last word here uh just maybe a, a couple of words of thanksgiving for the opportunities that god has given you through these young people
3: well i am very thankful for advancing vibrant communities and the Um, willingness that you all have to include our students in um, helping keep Modesto clean and just loving Modesto and I'm thankful for the students who are willing to go and who keep on serving the Lord with a happy heart and a joyful heart and I'm just thankful for our school, Big Valley Christian School who um, gives us all the opportunity as well and I just... um, I'm thankful in a lot of ways for the opportunities.
0: And we are so thankful for you, Deronda Marshall and Mari, and, uh, and you also, Megan. And dear friends, we're thankful for you too. Join us again next time. May God continue to bless your lives as well.